0: hey are you ready welcome to the st michael podcast uh, 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 uh. what up what is going on what's going on what's up Welcome to the Say Michael podcast, one man's attempt at business, family, and comedy. I am your host, Michael Agbajon, and yes, we are here on the thirty seventh episode, the Big Three Seven. We made it here, and I'm really happy about today because I woke up this morning and I put my uniform on. I walked in the mirror and I looked in the mirror. And I I looked at myself and I was like, "Who gonna stop you, huh? No, no, no. Who gonna stop you?" And sometimes you had a little, you know, we have our own haters in our head, you know? And I was like, "I'm gonna stop you." And I said, "Bitch, you ain't stopping shit. You ain't stopping nobody. Can nobody stop me? No single body on this earth can stop me." And that and the reason why no one could stop me cuz no one could get me. And the only person who gets me is me. Let's just say that. And I woke up with that energy. It felt good because you know, like you get to put your jersey on, get in the game, you know, you're blessed with another day with it, you know. So um it just feels good. And if you don't have the energy, it's all good. Take some of this, take some of this energy right now. I got more than enough to give because that's how I woke up. And I couldn't wait to talk to you. I couldn't wait to talk to you. Let me let me let me be a little bit more honest. I just couldn't wait to talk to you because. The, the topic of discussion today is one that's pretty important to me. And um, this one has to do with um, what is ownership? That's, that's the question. What is actual ownership? You know, um, if you don't already know, there's like a light beef going on between Joe button of the Joe button podcast and Charlemagne the God, and which is a host of 97.9, Uh, the beat on the breakfast club. And then also he has his own podcast with um, uh, Andrew Schultz, which is the brilliant idiots. And right now they're like beefing back and forth about what is their understanding of ownership of what actual ownership is. And let me give you a quick definition just so we could clear that up of what the actual definition of ownership is. And ownership is the, is the act, the right the state of owning something. And I know that you probably hate those definitions that have the word in the definition too, but the best question you could ask yourself is, does it belong to me? How much of it belongs to me? That's how you could understand what ownership is, what belongs to me and what doesn't, right? Now, Charlemagne and Joe Budden, they're talking about podcasting and what is it worth? So you so the question you do think about is what is your content worth? And will people be able to to ever pay you what you truly are worth in your content? Now, Joe Budden believes that if he if he goes to a corporation or a company, this is based on him saying this. He's this is again through three different podcasts that he's come out with. And I'm not I listen to his podcast, you know, I would say somewhere occasionally or regularly. And um, it's good to listen to because he has high skills in speaking. He's really great at speaking. um, But we differ when it comes to um, beliefs on certain things, you know. So basically, I tap into his every now and then because he does have great talent in speaking and being a journalist and just talking. So that, you know, um, I'm a big fan of that. So he goes on, he's, uh, he's under the understanding that if he goes to a corporation, you know, um, that if he makes that corporation more money, that he should get the upside of the revenue that he's bringing in. So to get a little piece of that understanding, it's he should get, you know, he should come in with medium to low risk. but get the majority of the upside because he's the talent. He's the personality that's, that's coming in. He's the brand and the brand is doing X amount of dollars for this company. So he should be able to take a piece of the bottom line for what that company is bringing in for his particular brand charlemagne he's under the understanding that you know um his definition or his understanding of ownership is not just coming into a company and owning the majority of it or what you bring to it is that you take a low risk which is doing a partnership deal a partnership deal on a particular project or whatever and those deals are worth something you could own within those deals. You don't have to. So if you have a McDonald's, this is a way to to sum it up. If you have a McDonald's franchise, doesn't mean that you can have the uh, uh, ownership over the franchise, but it doesn't give you ownership over the McDonald's corporation. That's the difference is that you could bring McDonald's, all this bread, all this money, and you will still get your piece of your deal, which is again, more what Charlemagne's looking at, the deal, you know, and that is also like how to get into the abstract understanding of what ownership is. And this is what Charlemagne's deal is currently. So this is where we're at with Charlemagne. I'm give y'all some, some, some sounds so y'all could get a little backstory, but here, here it is.
1: Happy to announce that uh, today uh, it was announced that uh, I'm launching my own podcast network. Ooh called the black effect podcast network uh mm-hmm. with iheart radio um Let's something go. that's been in the works for a long 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 time everybody in this room knows that mm-hmm. <clears throat> um 50 50 joint venture uh google what a joint venture is
0: look if you really want to know what a joint venture is i did google it and a joint venture is a business arrangement in which two or more parties agree to pull their resources together for the purpose of accomplishing a specific task, that is what that joint venture is. Let's continue.
1: Because I'm, I'm. Uh, it's, it's funny to me. This is the other thing that's funny to me about mm-hmm. the internet. Everybody on the internet swears they know. How do y'all speak on things that you have no clue about with such confidence? Because well, <laughs> like, they listen to one podcast where yes, people do it for a living. Yes, and they think that they can replicate it. That's In not how area. it works. I, I need everybody out there to know that. It's two people, two type of people in this world you're going to listen to. Mm -hmm. You're going to listen to the people who've never done it, try to tell you how to do it. Okay. Or you're going to listen to the people who are doing it, tell you how you can get it done. Mm -hmm. And even if I tell you, it still may not happen for you. Mm. Because you're not me.
0: Okay. That was a bar. But also understanding Charlemagne, what he's talking about is there's a lot of people. See, I know he's not talking to me because I'm not the internet. I'm. I do have an opinion over ownership, over deals, contracts. You don't have to have a full understanding. You don't have to have every behind the scenes under like um uh. You don't have to have the actual contract itself to understand what a simple deal is. And uh, currently, this is what Charlemagne's deal is uh, with with um, iHeart Radio. He has a 50-50 uh, deal to create the Black Effect, which is a network within iHeart that, you know, elevates Black voices that you hear in podcasting. And that's what I assume it is. It's a podcast network. And, you know, um, that is his deal. And he he stressed the fact that it was a 50-50 joint venture, mainly because uh, Joe Budden is out screaming about how he doesn't own anything. And that's why what Charlemagne is doing isn't what Joe Button thinks is the right thing personally, right? So let's get into like how Joe Button thinks when it comes to making a good deal stage old fight what you want to go work for the corporation or do you want to be an entrepreneur and get your own shit and do your shit your own way mm-hmm. and no one is wrong there is no wrong way there's yeah. no wrong there's no wrong makes way you
2: feel comfortable what makes it wrong is when, is when other situations yes is when shows.
0: it's, it's funny because that happens all the time where you're making a point and as you're making your point someone else finishes your sentences or if they finish your sentence and it's not correct but because you're already have the energy of making your point You kind of have to like agree so you don't like embarrass that person or like you know mess up your point right and that's what happened right there because he's like you know um he's just about to finish it his his sentence and then mall who's a co-host on the joe budden podcast hops in and he jumps in and says you know uh what makes it wrong is when you speak on other people's business and that's not what joe budden was about to say but he had to go along with it i look happens to me all the time let's continue
2: when the, the Charlotte Avengers get together way. there's a wrong way when the Charlotte Avengers get together when the B Mike all-stars get together and say hey that way is wrong but you are collaborating and conspiring with a white company that still has yet to do right by you
0: and the white company is talking about are most of the corporations that are owned usually by white people? You know, they got their first, they had a little advantage. I get that. Um, but he's talking about Spotify in that deal because he has a, he has a deal with Spotify, which Joe button is leaving due to like his deal, not being what he thought it should be, you know? And uh, that's where a lot of, I think the misunderstanding that Joe button has, he, he I think he feels, this is from, again, what he's saying that to do right by the talent that's bringing in, you know, um, uh, the, the brand or the talent or the content that you should give them the majority of the upside. And um, it just doesn't work like that. Let's see what if let's let him finish up and see what else he has to say. Well, maybe this is him. This is,
2: maybe this is them doing right by him. It is. It is mine. It is them doing right by him. But let's make it clear. Stop shitting on Joe. You went out, you searched the market, you tried to get the number that you thought you were worth. You didn't get that number.
0: He's talking about Charlemagne right now, talking about how Charlemagne was going around trying to find um, his, like a deal to do his Black Effect network at Spotify first, but ended up doing the deal with iHeart. So I guess they're talking about that.
2: I know that because I'm in all of the rooms before you. I'm very aware of what happened when you attempted to go to Spotify for your network deal. They told you to suck dick. I thought that was wrong. (laughs) I thought that was I thought that was a mistake in judgment. But guess what? That's oppression. You know what I'm.
0: See, he feels that it's oppression by going to a company and not getting um, the deal because he feels that they have too much control. And that's where we disagree because Joe Budden had a bar before he said, um, some people don't want to feed the soil. They just want to pick the fruit. Right. And that sounds good, but not everything that sounds good is sweet because if I buy the soil and I buy the seed, I'm picking the fruit first. That's a that's a big difference. And then also, if you want a piece of this of what's going on, we could split the fruit, but it's gonna be based on terms that I understand and that I want. But see, Joe Budden wants to tell the people the terms, but that in that case, they could say, Go bark up another tree. That's what they'll say. Go bark up another tree. You know, this is how it works here. If you don't if you don't like how it works here, then go somewhere else. But see, the difference in this particular ownership argument is that Joe Budden is talking disparagingly about the people that he's contracted with. And what I remember this to be, you see this in sports all the time, is that you have some people who are coachable and some people who are just not coachable because they have their understanding of what what they think is fair, uh, what they think is fair. And when you go to a corporation or you go to any company, trust me, when a company brings on somebody onto there, they're looking for proof of concept. They're not looking for potential. Guess what? Because we all have potential. All of us. We all have it. No matter how good or bad you are, we all have potential. But not everyone has proof of concept. So when companies put out money on things, get a good example of my employees is that you know they get 50% or they get a percentage of their actual deal of what we set up right that's that's the deal but they don't have a percentage of the waterboys inc and the the reason is i could give you the supplies i could give you access to all of our customers but for the 13 years we've been out you did not build it you didn't build it from the beginning and you have these little misunderstandings that people said, no, 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 I want a piece of everything because I'm coming in, I'm going to bring this, I'm going to bring that. And look, you could sometimes do that. You could actually do that, which is give up some of your ownership to to actually uh, give it to somebody who has a little skin in the game. I almost made that move, but I was saved because it was an employee that I, ha- I had in the past where he had the same perspective as Joe Budden when it came to ownership. We, we won this award, this was in, 2000, <coughs> in 2012, Excuse me. And um, in 2012, we won this award for best automobile automobile watches in Dallas. And then when I came to them and said, hey, we we won the award, everyone was happy about it. But a particular employee was pissed off. And he says, Michael, I, I need to talk to you. And I said, let's talk. And he says, I don't like the fact that, you know, it's you who won the award when it's us who did the work. And I said, whoa, okay." Let's let's get into it. I said, it's all of us that win. He says, nah, because they didn't give us all an award. They only gave that re- re- uh, award to you. I'm like, yeah, because I'm the owner. He's like, that's the that's the issue I got is because you reap all the rewards, but we're doing all the work. And I was like, hmm. First off, it is a team thing. I get it, but understand that you got your reward you got your piece because your piece your piece of of this this entire thing was guaranteed i guaranteed what it was that you're gonna get i didn't get any guarantee that's the difference so your piece is guaranteed but he come comes into it and he thinks that the way that people look at it that ownership should just be based on everyone who's involved at the time no that is not ownership You know, we can't, you came to, you came in, we made a deal with that deal. I honored it. I made sure that you got everything you're owed now because we accomplished things and things happen. I still give credit to the team. I still give credit to everybody. It's just not, I know it's not just me, you know, there's no absolute ownership. I have to give up something just to make things happen. So there's just a big misunderstanding on what ownership truly is. And I was like, Hey, look, I didn't tell them how to get the award they just gave it to me, they just gave one, he's, now he's trying to dictate to say, we should all have it one single day, and do all the I was like, I don't look, I don't even know where you're going down with this argument, I get it, that, you know, it didn't say everyone's name on here, of who contributed to this award, but understand that you're part of a team, so we all won, but he didn't see it that way, and he was really upset, and um, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at, there's more to it, that um Charlemagne said, let's see what he has to say on these things about his joint venture.
1: That's what yes. it is. Yes. And and also too, when, when it comes to like the joint venture thing, you know, don't listen to people when they say, you know, uh, just because you, you can't partner with corporations because you don't own anything. Or, uh, you know, if, if, if you're not putting your own money up, what kind of splits are you getting? Uh, don't, don't let people make you believe that if you're not a hundred percent owner, then you're not an owner cuz that's not true. Especially, you know, especially as a black person, right? So y'all don't respect Rihanna's Fenty deal with right. with LVMH? Right. Like you don't respect when Rockefeller and Def Jam was 50-50 joint venture partners? You didn't respect Puff when he was with Bad Boy? You don't respect right. Puff and his 50-50 deal with this the Spirit company that puts out Chirac and the the right. on the kill? We're like what are we saying when we it's a very common we, See look
0: that's See, that's the difference. I think that Joe misunderstands. He's, okay, Diddy, if we're talking about Diddy and his deal, you know, with Ciroc, he has a has a high percentage of that particular deal, but he doesn't own part of Diego. Diego is a, the owner of Ciroc and all these other brands. You're talking about uh, Deleon Tequila, Don Julio, uh, Tangeray, Guinness, um, Smirnoff Vodka, Captain Morgan. You're looking at a $319 billion company that um, Diddy doesn't have ownership in, but he does have ownership in the actual deal, which he has done with Bodelian, Tequila, and Ciroc. That, see, that's a difference, is that you could own the deal, but see, it does free you up to do other deals and other things. But when, like, if you're going to be in on the majority or, Whatever it might be for, I'm not even say whatever. I don't want to make it vague. If you're in on a deal, understand what you're owed, and have ownership over what you're owed, so therefore you can get exactly what you have out of that deal. Because that's a lot of what we're doing here, deals. And um, yeah, Joe Button just has a um, different look at it. This is another example of what Joe Button thinks about it.
2: Hmm. It's just contradictory. You can't tell me in one sentence you want to big up black voices and then tell me you want to amplify and big up black voices. But on the other hand, you want to give off 50 percent for nothing.
0: And see, um, because of Charlemagne doing the the black effect and bring it on other podcasters and they take a percentage of their licensing. Joe looks at that as saying you're giving up. um, You're giving out too much of what it is for whatever deal that person's coming into. And um, yeah, I just want to be 100% clear on what we're looking at when it comes to ownership and understand that, yeah, you're bringing the talent, but you're not taking the risk. So there's a difference in, in value of what your content is worth and what you think you're owed. But then also, this is something because we're talking about some bars and some wisdom here, so we all could take with this, you know, uh, Charlemagne's prerogative and what he says is that, yeah, you aren't, um, you not aren't what you're worth. worth, you, uh, you are what you negotiate, right? And, but Charlemagne also needs to know that if that was true, that you are what you negotiate, there wouldn't be any divorces. There wouldn't be. Because the thing is, is that bad deals do exist. People do make bad deals. And I must say, that's something I have experience in. I've made some pretty bad deals with people and companies and understand that those deals, I don't come out and I disparage those particular people or companies in front of everybody, you know, um, which is what Joe Budden's doing about Spotify and all that. I mostly, you know, just move on. I don't complain. I don't stop and complain and scream because when you hear Joe Button scream, you know, um, it's not, it's, it's, you could hear that he's scared because he has a team full of guys who are shopping for condos and he's trying to figure out how he's going to give them the maximum split without losing. And then you, that's when you have to get creative when it comes to how do you want to win? When it comes to making a deal, you go through these deals at some point, after a while, you get to a point to where this is the way the deal is structured. I can't go further without a deal being structured like this. And how do you get to that? It takes experience to know what doesn't work. And Joe Budden is now screaming, which is one of the rules of Tzu, of the rules of war is that you never move with emotion and the screaming is quite emotional. And I get it. He's vested in his opinion, but... When you want to win, you have to be creative in the deal that you want to make so you can get what you're owed. That's how you get ownership over, ownership over your decisions, ownership over the moves you want to make. And you can't move forward if this doesn't happen. But back to I was saying that you are what you negotiate. You know, Joe got into a deal that he was not happy with. And it it does happen that you get into partnerships, you go into deals with people and they don't honor what's on paper or they don't um or you don't have the flexibility that you think they should have or sometimes you do a partnership with somebody 50 50 but you're doing 100 of the work you're doing 100 of the work and that person's like oh see that's 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 just how business is some bad deals do exist so you could negotiate a good deal but that doesn't mean that it's going to be executed well you know so on in this one when it comes to ownership I think we all need to come to a firm understanding that you got to understand what belongs to me and you know what Joe wants out of companies to give to him for high upside, you know, with low risk, that's just not something companies do and you have to go out. And when you say pure independence and going out on your own and owning what you, you have to figure all that out and you take a lot of risk. You take a lot of L's, but nothing's deserved to you just when you go to another corporation you have to find somewhere else to work with, or you work on your own. You can't complain. And I'm talking about when when you have, and I don't even wanna be talking too much about you know, Joe Budden, but this, this is to a topic that I care dearly about, which is ownership, is that when you go through three podcasts screaming and shouting and explaining to everybody about the deal and how you got everything together and don't worry about me, um, it's a lot of energy spent in the wrong places. And if you're talking about true ownership, you, you don't have to explain to anybody because it, it shows who the deals that you're making. And you know, um, one of the creative ways, if you ever want to look into like different ways of ownership is that if you're losing, let's say you go into something, you're bringing in the talent and they're taking 75% of whatever it is, you could just up, mark up whatever they took now to your value. So if they're taking 75%, you up, You up your value 75% more to advertisers or in your merch or whatever you do, you raise the price there and you make up for the difference. You can make up for the difference in other areas. You don't have to get everything you can out of one particular company or entity. So that's what I wanted to talk to y'all about is ownership. I hope we got down to it. And um, yeah, you know, that's why I talk about, you know, uh, like Diddy, he makes a deal, but he don't own you know, Diego and Rihanna, she makes a deal, but she don't own LVMH, you know, um, LVMH, when they started in the 1990s, they put together Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, like 60 other brands, and they're worth over 200 billion dollars, but, you know, uh, Rihanna has her ownership over her particular part of that deal, but not over all of LVMH, even though she might be, might bring them so much more customers and all these different type of things, but again, proof of concept. People want proof of concept, not potential. We all got potential, and guess what? You know, for Joe Budden, is that if you're a personality, you know, or a public figure, in that in that case, and you put out content, there's no real way of knowing what your what your value truly is. You might have your opinion on what your value value true, truly is, but that changes depending on how you change. Now you could do and you know make certain moves. That would increase your value or you make some some moves that decrease your value. You don't really know until hindsight, until the end, you know, so hopefully, you know, this brings us to all to a better place because I found this so interesting because you're talking about ownership, you're talking about podcasting, you're talking about deals and what things are worth and you go on any platform and, and, and speak loudly and scream and people will believe you, you know, especially when they haven't really heard this information before that who, what else do they have to believe or understand? but you know, I just want to bring a little bit more clarity to what it is. And unfortunately I don't, you know, want to lean on either side, but Charmaine is more correct in his deal-making. He might not have full ownership in the entity, like from the buying the soil and the seed, but he does have ownership over the fruit that's, you know, that's bared from that tree, you know? So that is, a different type of deal different type of ownership and you have to understand that ownership is abstract and there's certain ways to understand it and how you want to divide it up but just at the, at the end of the day ask yourself what belongs to you how much of this belongs to me and with that you could be able to make the decisions go to places you want and have the true freedom that you look for so again i appreciate you all for joining me on this we all came in with the right energy i'll make sure that we leave out on the right energy you know when you're playing, um, and um, if you if you're familiar with um, uh, track and field, um, and you're in a relay race, you know we're halfway through right now with this episode. I'm about to pass that stick to me and Bly. Stick, that's what we do. Stick. You pull it out. Ooh, and now I'm about to take the tech second leg with me, myself, and Bly. It's a great episode, great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. It was so good talking to you. I'll see you later. Peace out.
3: Hey. Hey.
0: What's going on? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> well, could I said it weird?
3: No, like, I couldn't what's even figure. I man? couldn't even figure out what to say. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: you could figure out what to what to say what's no, going on. I
3: couldn't even figure out what I wanted to say. Nothing came out.
0: Mm. But nothing's
3: what? going on, I guess. I wonder what
0: that means. means I don't it, know. <laughs> it, that probably means there's a lot on your mind.
3: No, there's nothing on my mind. But I don't know why I got stuck. That was I so know. weird. us start
0: over? Say no. Hey, uh. <laughs> yeah, today's your day.
3: I know, it went by so fast. Went by quick. Man, it went by too fast.
0: Yeah, and you um did you spend it the way you wanted to?
3: I did. I um I actually went to lunch with a friend who she used to work with uh Gucci. Mm-hmm. So she used to work she used to come for holidays and I haven't seen her in probably almost 2 years or maybe like a year and a half, so we had lunch today and that was really really fun.
0: I thought you love catching up. Yeah, because she got married. Wow, how long ago? I know, ago? so I
3: haven't seen her in like a year and a half she, And she's been married for a year I'm like, dang, a lot has happened Like, did catch you, me up You, you know? should be
0: like, oh, I get it So I'm not close enough to you to I be know, invited right? to the wedding huh? or, or
3: or even told, you know <laughs> So, but no, she she got married out the country It was like, you know, spur of the moment type thing Which I think is so cute Her family was there, his family was there It was very small, intimate And they just did the damn See, thing See, that's the know? way
0: you gotta do it Yeah, exactly You know, my brother had a big wedding Mm-hmm. and which was so beautiful you know, yeah oh it was God. great mm-hmm. and you know i asked him like what would you do different yeah. you know and he's like i probably wouldn't have even like did the wedding we probably just got married
3: i'm sure because it's so stressful mm-hmm. i mean we got married it was very very intimate just your parents my parents idol our son mm-hmm. i was pregnant with the other one big and pregnant and that's all we really needed it honestly. was great yeah it was it was perfect it mm-hmm. was not stressful we were you know went out to eat afterwards it was like the most amazing time to me. Yeah. So, I couldn't imagine having it another way. You know, I love big weddings and seeing big weddings, but for me to actually plan that, no ma'am.
0: Could you, um, go into that business of being like a wedding planner?
3: You know, I thought about it. For real? Yeah. Cause I remember we, it was like wedding season, like a few years back, you remember we kept going to weddings like back to back to back yeah. and I would see like all the decor and I'm like, ooh, this is really pretty. I can actually do this. And you and I, every time we would go to a wedding, we would be talking about it. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, can, I can decorate and do all the tables and stuff, but nah, I'm not really into when I look, when that I
0: business. See, when I see a wedding planner, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, because I have zero interest yeah. in <laughs> planning or putting right. like weddings together. Yeah. So when I see a wedding planner and they're mm-hmm. like, take it so seriously and they say they love it, yeah. it's almost like, you, why would you like all that stress? Oh,
3: my God. It's a lot of stress. It is. It's, it, it is a lot You're dealing with of the bride,
0: dealing with the groom, you're dealing with the exactly. family. You're trying to deal with all these contractors. Yeah. You know, I bet it's a very hard business to like build your brand, you know,
3: it seems like every wedding, what is it called? Wedding coordinator, wedding planner, wedding, yeah. Wedding planner. You'll see, you know who the wedding planner is Mm -hmm. at the wedding because you see they look stressed out, you Mm -hmm. know, they're just like high strung running around and then they're dressed like all raggedy and stuff. I'm like, dang, I couldn't do that. You
0: know what the the big thing, you know, people say, don't do it for money. (laughs) Yeah. That this is, this is a good measurement of, of a, not not a job, but like a, Mm -hmm. like an entrepreneur, venture or business
4: yeah where
0: you can't do that for the money like if you Mm -hmm. try to become a wedding planner just for the money no you will not enjoy it because yeah yeah, it has to be about you enjoying it exactly you loving it Mm -hmm. this is something you could do in your sleep it's something you always think about because people do get into jobs
3: Mm -hmm. or the money just for the money yeah
0: and then when they hate it you think like, what is that about? Right. You know,
3: it's funny when people have like those great jobs and they make so much money and they're so like just stressed out and depressed. I'm like, and I'm always like, but you make so much money. Like, why, yeah, yeah. why, like, why do you hate it so much? You make so much money, you know, but,
0: but it's weird though, right? It's not about the money. Well, yeah. some like, like, for example, there's some doctors or some lawyers yeah, exactly. who go into it for the money. the money. Yeah. And then they live a like a, what I would say, one of those lives where, you know, it's almost like they deal with some type of like. I would say light depression. I don't even know what you would consider it, but they're always angry and upset. It's
3: very stressful, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the money's never worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, like no matter how much you make, if you if whatever you're giving your time towards, Mm -hmm. you don't like, yeah, it's not going to be a fair trade. You're going to look at it like, damn, I am getting cheated.
3: Exactly.
0: And then you've gone so far, like you know, some people go into the medical field, Mm -hmm. and to get from the beginning to the end of like becoming a doctor and doing all that he's looking at like 15 years
3: man so you got
0: all that time invested all that money Mm -hmm. and then let's say you don't like it
3: (laughs) (laughs) which i'm sure happens
0: all the time but that's lawyers lawyers are the number one um uh entrepreneurs where they 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 end up becoming they they end up going into lawyers and they have Mm -hmm. turnover where they turn into like either business owner or entrepreneur in some way yeah it's like the highest it's like Versus lawyers, mm-hmm. where they turn over outside of going into law and then going into mm-hmm. business. And then after that's like engineers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I can see why for lawyers, mm-hmm. because, you know, they have all the background information. Yeah. Um, the academics, uh, the network, mm-hmm. you know, so they kind of go into something, either their own practice or something within law or even something completely outside of it. But yeah, um, yeah being a lawyer, I don't say that you can enjoy that either.
3: Yeah, To me, that doesn't sound fun. But I know some people who enjoy being a lawyer, you know, but for me, mm-mm. Remember, I can't be sitting up there arguing with people all day. I ain't got to.
0: <laughs> what do you think about people who, uh, who like to argue? Who say I like. If to argue. you like
3: to argue, then
0: there you go. You know what someone go said? Lawyer. <laughs> someone said, if you, like to, if you like to argue, skip me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> For real, because I'm not sitting up here arguing with nobody.
0: Do you know anybody who's argumentative?
3: Um, yeah, of course. I'm married to a person.
0: You think I'm argumentative? You think I'm argumentative? No, 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 you you think
3: argumentative, but you can put up a fight. So didn't you want to go to law school?
0: I did. See? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're not
3: argumentative, but you can definitely uh, defend your case.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't too... (laughs) 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 You know, I really didn't know what... Like, if I had known, if I could look back Mm -hmm. and change things, it would have been like, I would have always did business. Really? Yeah, because, you know, I did other things based on, like, immature interests. You know, something you see on TV... Right, exactly. ...or people that you see and you think that you go into it's going to be great, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. then you you find that you've been doing something all your life that you could have just tapped into that.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't see
0: business as an option.
3: Right, right. Yeah, it
0: wasn't even an option for me. It was just something I did. Mm -hmm. And then going to college, you know, I'm preparing to be a dentist first. I
3: remember, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then after that, I'm like, nah, law.
3: Mm -hmm. But the only
0: reason I wanted to be a dentist is because, you know, I enjoy teeth.
3: Yeah, you like looking at beautiful teeth. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I'm like,
0: who who cares about that? I I can do that real easy. And then I figured out I hate science.
3: Oh my goodness.
0: And then with law... You think the same thing of a lot of people going to law, take on a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. They get out, they work in some kind of clerkship or yeah local something, and they're not getting. I mean, you're looking like you're getting paid less than a to teacher wow. to do certain. So you have um, to
3: really like start at the bottom. Yeah, to you start. To, yeah, to oh, work your way
0: up, and then you try to do your own practice, and mm-hmm. that is even more competitive. Like yeah. even in like if you look at dentists, they said that there's so many dentists mm-hmm. out there that when you're trying to go out on your own, mm-hmm. it's the most competitive. That's why really? they beg you to give you reviews mm-hmm. because there's so like you could go in Let's a single see. area yeah and there's like 11 dentists that's true so they said yeah you can have a good life because you're making a lot of money mm-hmm. but to find customers yeah that flow through your door mm-hmm. it's really difficult because a lot of people took that route and yeah. there's a and they're a lot you know they're like concentrated in certain areas. so mm-hmm. you look at those things you're like you have to at some level enjoy it right um or it's going to be hell to pay
3: man i wanted to uh, be a pediatrician when i first went to school
0: you even thought about even going back yeah to be a pediatrician. i did mm-hmm. i thought about
3: because i love kids but i don't know man i, I don't know I
0: <laughs> why why
3: i mean i just i'm not like um you know work in the office type person you know i i don't know i i just couldn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life the idea is cute see I you like the see, idea. see what i mean now like yeah
0: you have an idea of it and mm-hmm. then you have a like uh imagination of how easy it'll be and how yeah, fun exactly. it'll be, but then the real behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, I see. Mm-mm.
0: Like, let's say you're a pediatrician and you're either working for mm-hmm. somebody, and you'll have every now and then where you have that child or That's someone the come in and you're like, oh, this see? makes it all worth it.
3: And then, but you get them bad kids. Yeah, yeah. You're like, damn, I hate my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, I, and see, the boys are really good when we go to the pediatrician. They love going. But we're sitting in the room. We're quiet. We're reading a book, waiting for the, the doctor to come in. But in the next room, you hear, like, the children screaming. <laughs> I'm like, see, that that's what I don't want to deal with. And the pediatrician, every time, she's so sweet. But she always look run down. Mm-hmm. We could be the first People in the building that morning, her first appointment, she just looks so run down and just stressed. And she's always like, you know, she just talks real fast and she's just like in and out, in and out. And I couldn't I couldn't live my life like that.
0: It must be of like a. Like, teachers are sometimes like that. Yeah,
3: they do. They look so stressed yeah, out Yeah, because sometimes. they give so much. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's really,
0: a lot of times, it's not really about the money. No, it's not. It's just not. that you are trying to help. Right. And there's so many people that need help. Yeah. And you can't say no.
3: Exactly. That's my sister. Um, she's a teacher. She's an English teacher, and she's so passionate about it. Like, she does go above and beyond for her students, and she works at one of those schools where the kids are, you know, they were kicked out of their other school mm. or they were suspended it was it's I forgot what it's called the type of school that she works at in Houston but it's a lot of like trouble kids who have like problems at home or problems at different schools or background yeah, the, the Backgrounds, yeah the backgrounds are really you know it's not great mm-hmm. but so she does go above and beyond for her kids and um she's like Tired, exhausted every single day. Yeah, And then you, th- you know? think of that
0: trade off because you Is have to really it? love you it. You have to love it. And you she loves to. it.
3: She loves it. She works on a days off. She's on, She you know, she works on weekends. She picks up extra shifts. She works at a college as well. Like she really, truly loves it. But she's always wanted to be a teacher. First, she wants to be a lawyer. She mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. about that because she's argumentative. But, you know, she found out that, she, OK, let me try her teaching because she loves telling people what to do. She's very bossy. Mm-hmm. So it's like the perfect job for her. So you could tell she's extremely passionate about it. So kudos to her.
0: Yeah. And you have to really understand that um, this is going into entrepreneurism, mm-hmm. which you're tapping into. You're becoming yes, an entrepreneur. Yes, I am. Um, it's the fact that, like, when you go into it,
4: mm-hmm.
0: just because I'm complaining doesn't mean I don't love it. Right you this see what i'm true. saying some people like you complain about like man this is happening this and yeah and they're like man i feel bad for you because it's like first off <laughs> i can complain about anything in my in my business because there's a lot of things that happen right but don't let's not get it twisted you still love it that i love it there's some advantages mm-hmm. into it like of course when you're helping like let's say kids mm-hmm. or like being a pediatrician mm-hmm. where you help kids and make money yeah and control your schedule in a certain way so Really, you go through all this stress and you're beat down, but mm. it's your choice. Exactly. No one can make you do these certain things exactly. because this is what you chose to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
3: And it's and it's worth it. At the end of the day, you can complain about your job, but that doesn't mean you don't love it. Yeah, you know? there's some
0: people who complain and hate their job. Right, right. And there's some people who complain... And love their job. That's me.
3: See, I'm the number one complainer in my store. Mm -hmm. Like, I complain every day, constantly. And my manager's always like, okay, Bly, what do you need to complain about today? Like, every day there's a complaint. And it's not because... I hate working there. Mm -hmm. I I tell my manager all the time. I complain because I'm passionate. Yeah.
0: Shit ain't right. I gotta get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I I love working here and I just want it to be the best that it can be, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm passionate. I complain because I'm passionate because I love what I do. I love where we're going as a company, where we're headed. Like, I just want to make it better. So that's why I complain, not because I hate working there, but it's Mm -hmm. because I truly enjoy it. Yeah. And you
0: want it to be the best, the best, especially if my
3: name is tied to it. You know what I mean? Like I want, to be the best while I'm there but I also want the store to be the best you mm-hmm. know while I'm there. I don't care what happens after I leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> after you leave, you don't care. After what I leave, happens. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so I always feel like um how do we get on this topic about
3: I, you know, we just be
4: Yeah, because you know be there's
0: cuz I think about those careers and mm-hmm. things that you love
4: mm-hmm. and all
0: that, you know, and it just leads to like how do you make decisions? Cuz we're talking about like lawyers. Yeah uh what to what to go to school for Mm
4: -hmm, mm -hmm. and some
0: people just like me oh this is where it started yeah for me I didn't know really what to do going into college
3: I didn't either you know
0: there was no there's nobody who was like you know you should do this you should do that it was just some type of generic doctor lawyer Mm -hmm, you know there was mm -hmm. no alternative no other option you know so if I had known earlier I would have did business in high school. Yeah. Then I would have did business in college.
3: Exactly. And then
0: I would have, because you know, I didn't even know. Listen, how crazy! This, I didn't even know that you could get into law school with any degree. What? I thought you needed specifically a political science degree.
3: Oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So if it was, I would have just went and did like criminal justice right, or exactly. did, because um, I enjoyed that a lot more than political science, and I would have mm-hmm. did business or something mm-hmm. like that, and then. Use that to go to law school. To go to law school, but yeah. I I was under the impression that you had to spend. I'm I'm knowing people who go into law school with English degrees. You know, wow. And I I'm like,
3: you didn't know. I didn't know. I had no yeah, idea. That's crazy. And see, you know, for me, like leaving high school and going straight to college, I wish I would have. You know, for me, I wish I would have set out a year and really thought and think, you know, really hard mm. about what it is that I want to do because. Um, my first year was a complete waste. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to school wanting to be, um, like I said, a pediatrician. And then I kind of changed my mind. I said, okay, I'm gonna just do business, which I had no clue what business was even about, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it wasn't until my second year, I was like, I I love fashion. Why don't I just do fashion? Mm -hmm. And that's what I got my degree in. But then I realized I really didn't need a degree to do what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, why I should have just did something else, you know, but You know, I appreciate the the opportunity to even go to college to get my degree because not too many people from where I'm from, you know, went to college or even had the opportunity or even that wasn't even a thought, you know, after high school. That's it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. But then I kind of look back and I'm like, I wish I would have just or someone was there to, like, tell me, really think about what it is that you want to do and go for because I really had no clue. It was just for me, I was just being told. Go to college, mm-hmm. get a degree, get a good job. That's yeah. all I was being told. So I didn't have any direction of where to go. You, you know it
0: sucks? Because most people, I'm talking about even the most talented, have nobody yeah. to guide them. No. You have all these questions. Exactly. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. And even when you ask, mm-hmm. some people, most people don't even care enough right. to, to really listen.
3: Those guidance counselors or whatever they mm-hmm. were called, I really feel like... And, you know, this is just my experience. I didn't really get good guidance.
4: Mm. I felt
3: like I was a kid making adult choices when I was a kid, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do at 17 years old. That's what that's what age I was when I went to college. I had no clue. I just knew, okay, just go to college and figure it out. But See, you're you know, blind going into it, right? 100%.
0: So you didn't even know the significance no. of college. I didn't know I either. I didn't and
3: my parents didn't graduate from college, mm-hmm. you know. They they're actually college dropouts because mm-hmm. uh, my mom got pregnant with my older brother while she was in college. So it wasn't like okay go to college and and do this and do that it wasn't that my parents were just basically like go to college make sure you get a degree make sure you get a good job Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. it wasn't even like you need to be a doctor or a lawyer you (laughs) know like your parents are very specific like dr lord that's it you know it wasn't even that for me it was just more like get a degree and go get a job Mm -hmm. you know and i'm just like a degree
0: in what you yeah. know,
3: or what school did, to even go to. Yeah. So it was just weird, you know. And, it,
0: you know, it's funny because you fill out the forms and you try trying to go certain places. Yeah. But I wasn't, if, if you even want to be more honest, I wasn't even present. No. At the time of filling out. I no, just,
3: you just fill them out.
0: I just fill them out. Hey, I don't care where you I don't really go. You don't care. Exactly. And just some people... were intentional about their decisions of what college exactly and and what degree
4: and And then they get out i was gonna say (laughs) you know what i
0: really envy though i didn't want to cut you off
3: but you when you see people uh college students not college students but seniors getting uh, college acceptance letters mm-hmm. and being all excited i'm like i didn't even have that yes. you know, i didn't have yeah. that experience because to me it was just like okay just go to your local college yeah you know yeah what I mean? yeah you just get your
0: degree it's funny they, they have all these degrees and they said all right did i get into my college yeah because they've been they've been dreaming dreaming to get into like usc exactly. since like third grade you're like i never even no no
3: clue <laughs> same trust me we grew up very very similar yeah. It's so crazy. Our lives are extremely similar. That's why our parents get along so well because they (laughs) They raised us very similar, (laughs) man. But yeah, we didn't really get that. But it's funny. I'm actually looking at my degree just sitting there, and I'm just like, I didn't even need you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But see, now that makes it to the bigger debate about when people talk about college, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's okay to me. College Mm -hmm. degrees are very like abstract. It's nothing like yeah real. Right. It depends on how you kind of. Work with it. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Because some people go into college, don't finish, mm-hmm. have all this debt, don't yeah. become anything, and then they blame college being a waste.
3: Right. Which I don't think it's a waste. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And, and
0: then some people go into college, <laughs> mm-hmm. know exactly what they want to do, achieve their goals, right? get out and mm-hmm. become whatever it is that they want it to be.
3: Exactly. And then yeah,
0: those people in the middle, the majority of people who go into college, not mm-hmm. really sure. Right. Right. Get something. Yes. Go into the real world, not even sure. And just with that, something that you weren't even sure about. Exactly. And you don't even know what to do.
3: You don't know what to do. Or you got a job that has nothing to do with your yeah. degree, mm-hmm. you know, or you end up going back because your first degree. It's like, I don't even know why I chose that career. So let me do something different, you know? So yeah, I feel like that's majority of people, especially, especially people that I know who I went to school with, who has degrees are doing absolutely nothing close to what they are, Mm -hmm. you know, what they went to school for, you know, which is fine. But, and I wouldn't say college is a waste because our boys are definitely going to Mm -hmm. college um, because obviously the experience, you know, The the education, yeah, the network, you know, um, you just your circle of friends, your lifetime friendship that you you form. So it's definitely not a waste. It's such a great experience. But I know for for us, you know, as the boys get older, we we should definitely kind of steer them in that right direction of knowing what you want to do before you go to school and not have it uh, a waste. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah.
0: Which is it's funny because that's how I think when it comes to <clears throat> mm-hmm. correcting. Oh yeah, what I wasn't given because exactly. I'm like I'm gonna be very. Um, hands-on oh, yeah. and intentional with like how I how they should think yes. or start thinking
3: exactly. into
0: this age because literally had zero idea yeah. on any level what the importance of college was mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I feel like right. if I had known, because there's some people I know, again, like I told you, who went to college, chose mm-hmm. what they want to do, did exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how happy they are, but I <laughs> do know they stay committed to something because they knew beforehand yeah you know exactly and I didn't and I didn't really have a big idea mm-hmm. on what direction you know
3: right right and
0: I know a lot of people go through this
3: <clears throat> oh yeah definitely and it's it's weird like even now I'm thinking about college for the boys because you know idol our oldest he loves he's so passionate about animals and dinosaurs you know so you kind of think okay where can you go with that mm-hmm. you know veterinarian or a scientist or But i think he's I
0: think that's just him being a a kid, though. I
3: mean, true, true. Because,
0: you know, if you go out there trying to be a dinosaur hunter, (laughs) you know,
3: Well, he can find like the fossils. I don't know. know. Archaeologists. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think I thought about that, too. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I'm thinking how many kids. That's true. Say, hey, I want to be
3: a fireman yeah, or a police yeah. officer or, or yeah. archaeologist
0: or a veterinarian. That's true. And then they get older, like, I really don't want to <laughs> do that, you know, because of all the stuff you got to do to. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yeah. So it was more like I had an interest in it, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if that interest was something that I was like, per- like really passionate about. Yeah. That which is sense. hard to tell.
3: That's true, because there's actually a guy we went to college with and, um, it was, I remember the day I met him, he came up to me, just the sweetest guy, Jerry mm-hmm. uh, I forgot his last name. But he came up to me after this meeting that we had. And he was just like, hey, you're blind. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I heard about you. You know, um, I just want to introduce myself to you. He was just like, I really want to do fashion. I'm so passionate about it. I've always loved it. He said, but ever since I was born, literally, my parents have been grooming me to be a doctor. Mm. So he actually went to college to be a doctor, but he wasn't passionate about it. And he was, you know, he's extremely smart. And um, I was like, cool, like. Come on, come aboard, you know, come into the fashion world, you know. And so he actually changed his major and Mm -hmm. he graduated and I believe he has his degree in fashion. And um, like quickly after that, he opened up his own like studio, uh, like a fashion house, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he's doing really well. I'm not sure if he's still in fashion, but I I believe so. Um, But it's just crazy that as a child, his parents, I get maybe he must have shown interest in being a doctor or Mm -hmm. something. And his parents like, okay, that's what you're going to be. We're setting you up for that. And he was like, literally every book that I owned was how to be a doctor, you know, doctor books or stuff like that. So um, he was like, I- I'm not passionate about That's it. A, you know, man,
0: this is this is crazy because it's so hard mm-hmm. to know what like to follow your passion or not. It's true. Because you can follow your passion. Take L's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because. Mm-hmm. Just because you're passionate about it does not make you rich in it. You know what I mean? That's true. So you might be struggling in whatever That's it is true. or not making yeah. it what it was. And then the people who said you should have been a doctor, that chip, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. you're like, man, you know, you should have been a doctor because you wouldn't have been living in an apartment or, lived. Yeah, you know, exactly. then you think you should look at yourself like, man, maybe I made the wrong choice and exactly. maybe this and maybe that. Yeah. So it kind of you don't really know where your passion really is because mm-hmm. some of your passion is in the interest of what you have, but yeah. there also is tied in like stability yeah, exactly, and sometimes people's egos mm-hmm. and you know, they have to tell the people or like the, the people who are just, like advising them on what they should and shouldn't do. Yeah. And you can't really tell them anything else because you don't know any better.
3: That's true. So what, uh, like, how do you feel about, let's say, you know, they say struggling artists, let's mm-hmm. say musicians or rappers or whatever. And they, they're so passionate about, it, this is what they want to do, but they never make it. You know, and they yeah. are like close to homeless, you know, mm-hmm. like, do you say continue your passion, follow through to the end because you never know? Or do you say you need to drop that and find another job? Like, how how do you know? You know, do Man. you base it off of money? You know, what that's the I mean? hard part.
0: You know, OK, that's a really deep question because here's part of it. Mm-hmm. You can never be just whatever it is, like the, the musician <clears throat> or the artist yeah. or the um, or like anything like that you have to be the entire package
4: Mm, that's the
0: hard part exactly the package of passion plus Mm -hmm. you knowing how to like move and promote and market and all these things in the market that you just have no interest in you don't care about because the artists that aren't successful successful isn't because the art isn't very good is that they don't they're promote the themselves they're not the total package they don't yeah. put everything out there they don't push they don't you know uh network they, they don't promote they don't, they don't hustle do
3: yeah i see what you're they saying. just do
0: strictly the art
4: I see. and you and
0: in a, in a fair world mm-hmm. you would be able to just do the art and people would just be able to appreciate it just right. like you and just like <laughs> man you know yeah but in the real world which is not fair at right. all
3: exactly
0: you, you put your art out there. People criticize it. That's true. Why did you use brown? You should use purple. And you're like, you don't understand my art, you know? <laughs>
3: but I feel like with social media, it it has made it a little bit easier for people to get rich off of their art. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to just to promote your art is just to post photos of it. You know what I mean? Whereas back then it was like you would have to do like a, a live show or art gallery or, you know, sing on the street or something just to get someone's attention but nowadays you just post it on social media and you can do all these hashtags and pray that a celebrity sees you and you, look pick at that, you up. you know? look at that as
0: a good thing right I,
3: yeah it's definitely a good thing i mean it's free what is it publicity yeah free, i can never
0: yeah, say yeah. that word that was great <laughs> so and, yeah but see part of it is while it's out, you're out there mm-hmm. free publicity putting your stuff out there promoting yourself yeah you also have the fact that going digital mm-hmm. meaning going online and having less impact by not really connecting genuinely with people yeah. or going out and physically
3: right, think right. about it, you have
0: to succumb to one or the other where you have to be good in like the reality of meeting people and networking. Yeah. But then online, that's something you have to fulfill, too. That's part it's of true. being the entire package. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't want to post online like myself. I don't really like, you know, doing that because it's, it's not something that I'm personally passionate about. I know. It's but it's hard. something you have to do. Yeah, to spread your name, to build yourself, you have to do it a certain way. That's even crazy part yeah. about it. Either you got to figure out how to do it on your own and make it really great, mm-hmm. or you got to hire somebody out yeah. to do really great. And sometimes you don't either have the time or the money mm-hmm. outside of what you do at all. Or you may
3: not even like it. because exactly. I feel like I kind of struggle with that too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not getting back on Instagram, and I'm like. Having to be reminded to post photos, and I'm just like, I'm it's not, not like, yeah, you're not like that, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not like, oh, let we're out, let's take a photo, mm-hmm. or oh, let's do this. Like, I have to constantly be reminded, like, hey, you want to take a photo, or hey, you need to take a photo of this and post it. So it's like I have to get into the habit of doing that, and it's just not part of my personality, mm-hmm. you know, to take photos and post it because I feel like we're pretty private, and over time I've become even more private. So now I'm just like, So <laughs> I feel, yeah, it's like now I'm just like being forced to post pictures and promote what it is that I want to do and I don't even want to post pictures. Yeah, yeah. And you see know? the
0: the the part with that is it's not as bad as we think it is. Yeah. Like you go into it, you post and do all that. It's not it's not that bad. But the right, thing right. it is, it's like on the other hand it is that bad because you don't really want to do it. Yeah. So you have to balance that whole, you know, it's not that bad. But mm-hmm yet i don't want to do it yeah so i have to just focus because once you start doing it it's not like a huge right. thing anymore mm-hmm. but the the whole oh do i want to do this or not <clears throat> it's just part of my passion this is the direction i should be going should i get someone else to do it yeah. you know you have all these little other considerations mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you have to make a decision on what you're going to do but that's why i feel like uh being the whole package is part of it you Yeah, know?
3: that makes sense
0: yeah so um <clears throat> i think that is unfortunate because you could go into college you could go into You know, being an artist or musician Mm -hmm. and they get to a point to where they're like, "Okay, do I continue doing this? Yeah. Or do I do something else? Mm -hmm. That's that's another one where it's like, at what point do you get where you abandon what you've been doing? Yeah. Because it's just not working Mm
4: -hmm.
0: to go into something. Possibly taking another risk on something that might not work again.
3: (laughs) I know. That's the headache. And then even going into something that you know you're going to have to, you're going to struggle with for the rest of your life. You know, as far as like money wise, because when it is like the arts, you know, that's like, I'm sure extremely competitive and you, you, you're going to be struggling. So it's like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Do I want to struggle, you know, being an artist, any type of art, you know? And
0: you see all these artists who are successful um, after being, Mm -hmm. You have all these artists who are successful after being dead.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And they say, yeah, this person was living in poverty before they died. Right. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Exactly. Because part of like there is a, a light, or like a I would say a level of heaven on earth. Yeah. Where you get to make the choice because some people get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They got... They're the total package, they put mm-hmm. everything together. Now we don't know their personal business like right, that. Right. So you don't know how happy they are. Mm-hmm. But some people got it and like, you know, it's that's just true. it's perfect for them. you know? Yeah. Like you look true. I always look at some people like, okay, if Jordan had did something different,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, would he have been Jordan of something Man. different?
3: Well he tried. You know, he tried to do different things, mm-hmm. but he had to come on back to basketball because that's the only thing you're good at. He tried what, golfing, mm-hmm. he tried baseball. I don't know what other sport he tried, but it's like he, I guess he tried to do other things and he just wasn't great at any of it. It was like, Boy, come back He's okay you.
0: at baseball, though. And I heard he's pretty good at, at golf. Really? Remember Scottie Pippen on the thing we just oh, watched? Oh, yeah,
3: he did say that. <laughs> well, I mean, but we know what Jordan is good at. Yeah. He good at <laughs> yeah, we know basketball what and is. designing some sneakers, and that's it. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay yeah. in your lane. But, I mean, it's cool that he did venture out and try other things because some people are afraid to try other things. They're like, okay, well, I'm good at this one thing. Let me just stick to that. And I, I feel like you're really good like mm-hmm. that, too. You remind me of, like, I wouldn't say Michael Jordan because – you don't suck at the other things that you do, mm-hmm. but when you want to do something different, you try it, you know, yeah, I do you try it. And that's what I love about you. It's like, OK, I'm gonna do a podcast. OK, I'm gonna start this business. OK, I'm gonna you know what I mean? Like you're always doing something, mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. think that's really cool because most people get afraid and they just want to stay in, in their safe spot and just stick to one thing, you know.
0: Well, that's exactly what it is where I, I am afraid. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but you just do it. do it it anyway. And see, most people don't. You know, even me. Like, if I want to do something, oh, my God. I got to think about it, pray about it, write it down, plan it out. And then before you know it, the passion is gone. It's like, I don't even want to do it
0: anymore. Oh, man, that's super real.
3: Yeah, and it happens all the time. It's like I have so many business ideas, and I'm just like, I, I'm like, okay, well, let me think about it and let me do this. And I take my sweet time on it. And then literally it's like it, the idea has just faded away and I just don't want to do it anymore. You know? So
0: what, what is it? Like, Cause that's, that's so true where you start going to the whole planning stage mm-hmm. and then that original passion that you had, that spark, it fades it fades, it and does. you're like, and you got to remember that.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It fades. And that's why with this new business that I want to do, I said, okay, I kept seeing photos of it. I dreamed about it. My friends remind me of it all the time. I I love looking at the photos of it. I say, okay, what can I do to actually like do it now Mm -hmm. to keep the passion going? Because knowing me, I'm just going to say, oh, I love it. I'm going to come up with the name. And then that's it. You know, and I move on to something Mm -hmm. different. So I'm like, okay, let me actually do it. And which I did this past Sunday. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw photos on my Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram. But I'm doing like. I don't know. Should I say? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I want to do like table decor and flower walls and not so much party planning, but I guess kind of like party planning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Decorations. So I'm extremely passionate about it. Like I said, I love themes and I love putting, you know, ideas together. So... I actually did one on Sunday, and I said, you know what? I'm going to invite, like, my mom friends who are, like, my sisters. And um, I was like, I'm gonna just doing mom's night out. You know, I told them, hey, it's going to be at this time, this place. Just come dress cute. Bring about a bottle of wine. And they're like, okay, cool. And then for two weeks, they asked me questions. Like, okay, what's what, what's going mm-hmm, on? Like, mm-hmm. tell me something because, you know, we know you're a little extra. So, mm-hmm. like, how should we dress? I'm like, just come cute. That's mm-hmm. it. Come cute. Show up. And so for me to, like... Decorate everything I had the The table out The backyard was set up You know We did yeah. the flower wall We had the The, the flowers in the trees Just very Just like Pretty girly You know Yeah it was like a, like a complete Yeah it mood. was like a garden You know And they came And they were blown away mm-hmm. Cause I didn't tell them That's what I was doing They probably just thought They were just gonna show up And we're just gonna watch Real Housewives yeah, stuff, You know yeah. So I had everything decorated And they loved it
0: See, You know that's, that's the crazy uh, the, okay, the best parts because mm-hmm. you go through all this stress because I think you're getting ready for it.
3: It was stressful. Yeah, it see, you see, that's what I'm
0: saying. You're di- you're dipping into that whole entrepreneurism. Yeah, where you're trying to do two things at the same time yes and you get into that one where okay let me i want them to be the best yes and then you put it together and then they got here and you waited for their
3: the reaction their natural
0: reaction Ooh,
3: i was waiting yeah my heart was i was a little <laughs> nervous because they all came at different times you know and so i'm just like trying to like pretend like i'm busy like doing stuff mm-hmm. and then i just hear in the background like the screams you know and mm-hmm. i was just like oh, okay, they like, you know, and it was just like the reaction was what I was waiting for. And then they were like, asking me questions. And like, how did you do this? And how did you build this? Like, you know, they it was just so unexpected. And, you know, I, I don't know, I I truly enjoyed putting it all together. And it was stressful. And it was literally down to like the last, what hour, Mm -hmm. two hours before the event actually started, where it was like, um, Okay, are we actually gonna be able to put this together? Cause it was a struggle. Mm-hmm, you know, we were mm-hmm. in the backyard drenched yeah, trying to figure yeah, out yeah, how to, yeah, you know, yeah, how yeah. to make it work. And we made it work. And so that's kind of like I have to remind myself, you know, even though things doesn't like work out how you plan it, mm-hmm. It's okay to be stressed out, but don't be too stressed out to where you just give up and say, you know what, don't worry. You know what, I'm going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to worry mm-hmm. about it. It was like, we just figured out a way to make it work. We pushed through and it just came out like super awesome. Yeah, I
0: know. And that's the, that's the, the big, like the W, the home run hitter out the park because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, it is worth it. You yeah, know? it
3: is worth it. It was worth every drenchy, sweaty sweat that Mm -hmm, i sweated out mm -hmm, my pores mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it was definitely worth it i and we enjoyed it you know we're all moms we sat outside we watched the sunset we ate dinner my husband cooked us dinner it was very sweet Mm -hmm. we had wine and we had a good time you know just hanging out and i I would love to do more events like this yeah you
0: have two more things to give before it becomes real for you. oh my god okay you already gave sweat so i gave sweat so what's the other two
3: i didn't give tears Uh uh-huh I didn't give blood. You see what I'm saying? That won't that, happen. Yeah, oh my God.
0: And that's why I said, no matter what, when people say bless what tears, Ooh. it really is. Blessed tears. Blessed with tears. At some point, you're gonna be. That's why I said you're 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 embarking on Man. one of the craziest, hardest journeys. And Man. it's scary because Oh my god.
3: I almost <laughs> cried though. I almost cried. Because the night before the event, you and I and the kids. Went to Home Depot. We had to tie some stuff on the top of our car, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we had to drive home slow and we were up late to like one in the morning to come to find out the things that we purchased wasn't going to work at At all.
4: all.
3: (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, the event is tomorrow. What are we going to do? You know? And so we were just thinking, thinking, thinking. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, calm down, Bly. Don't freak out. Like you always do. Just calm down. And then that's when I was like, why don't we just do this? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh, well that might work. It's like, at first we overcomplicated it. We bought all this stuff and then nothing worked. And then I was like, okay, well why don't we just do the most simplest thing that we can do? And you were like, Oh yeah, well let's try it. And it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfect. Man. But it was, it was a struggle. I almost cried.
0: And, you know, <laughs> I did.
3: Funny. I almost cried, but I was like, keep it together, Black. Keep it together because this is something that you want to do. And you don't want to give up on it because it is very easy to give up. Yeah. It's super easy to give up than to push through. So I was like, push through, you know, y- you know, and the fact that you were there every step of the way to help me made it even better because I couldn't have done any of that by myself.
0: I'm seeing these memes um, go around where it kind of makes it okay for people to give up. Mm. Well, one of them is, you know the, uh, what's that little glue that we use for the roof? Uh, the, Flexi-Seal. Yeah, Flexi-Seal. You know they have um, the the tape mm-hmm. that you can use underwater to seal something up. Oh, yeah, out. yeah. So we have a meme where the water's squirting out mm-hmm. and it says problems and it says with that little sticker. the tape. When you, when you put the tape on, it says, it is what it is. Oh, You know that's what I mean? So or you funny. just kind of like, it is what it is. It's yeah, not. exactly. And a lot of times people... Do give up because mm-hmm. I always say like, you know, when they talk about like Martin Luther King said, uh, the measure of a, of a man's character is how they're tested mm-hmm. at a time of like controversy or mm. things like that. Right. Yeah. But when you are tested and something truly does happen, mm-hmm. that's the time you have to figure out, do you care enough? That's true. You know what I mean?
3: That's hundred percent true. Yeah.
0: Some people, they care when but, it's easy and yeah. it's fun Yeah. and things are going the right way mm-hmm. and then when it like messes up on them, yeah. something breaks. It's mm-hmm. not working. They they literally don't they care then. Up,
3: yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, and then
0: they said, you know what? Let me go to that other thing that looks easier mm-hmm. and funner. Exactly. And, you know, um, and that's why they always hop on new trends. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time. That's why I don't ever invest my time and my, my effort in trying to help somebody or advise them. I just look yeah. because they again, every six months mm-hmm. they're on to some, some new trend. New, yeah, exactly. Because because <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to anything, think mm-hmm. about it, Blah, you could be in the in the uh snowball business yeah. and all you got to deal with is ice and syrup, right? Yes, yes. Something's going to happen.
3: Exactly. Between that. The ice that, machine might break. Something, yeah. yeah.
0: And then some people are like, oh, forget this. Yeah. You know, and then like, they're like, oh, I could, I could sell nachos. <laughs> Focus on the one thing because things always happen. But
3: I do get that because it, it happened to us. Mm-hmm. I ordered flowers and, you know, the, the last box that I needed mm-hmm. did not arrive. And I said, oh my God. How are we going to even finish this flower wall? Mm-hmm. And so I was almost to the point where, you know, what we don't even need it. I'm, I'm not even tripping about it. And you were like, well, we can do this and we can kind of do this. And I was like, okay, well, let's do that. Had it not been for you, I would have gave up on that flower wall. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we we we're, we're literally doing the flower wall the day of the event, a couple of hours before, and we still don't have the box that we need. Mm-hmm. Finally, we put it up. It looks beautiful. And then my first guest comes and she has the box in her hand. And I'm like, what is this? She's like, oh, it's at the front door. I'm like, do not tell me this is the flowers that we needed. <laughs> Crack it open. It's the flowers yeah. that we needed. And then I and then I told you about it. And you was like, you know what? I don't even want to know what time it came <laughs> or anything like that because I'm going to be upset. And I said, you know what? I'm going to look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see what time it was delivered. And it was delivered the moment we were actually putting it together. Mm-hmm. We were outside. So I don't know if they rung the doorbell or not. But yeah, it was just like, dang, had it came like an hour early, we would have mm-hmm. saw it. We would have been happy. It would have came out perfect, mm-hmm. you know, but we pushed through. We got it together. You know, it still kind of get under my skin a little bit that it was actually here as we were putting it yeah, together. Yeah, that, that's the
0: part where Ugh. you have to just move on. You
3: got to move on from it.
0: Because, you know, I get. Man. I, I don't want to take something so personal. You I'm know what I mean? I'm taking it, but it still makes yeah, my heart yeah, hurt yeah. a little Yeah, it bit. happens all the time because. <laughs> Again, like I told you, this is your art, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. So when you didn't, we weren't able to present it the mm-hmm. exact way you exactly. know you wanted to. You are kind of like it's okay. I guess I still got it done because yeah. you get that a lot. Which again, these are memes that right. show you or try to motivate you. They say, um, uh, "Don't worry about it being perfect. Just get it out. Just get it out, which yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. But then That's also." True doing it the way that you like yes. or being proud of it is to important. To, it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and what I kept reminding myself was, okay, don't mention it to the girls about the hiccup. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well the wall is this. It should have been a little bit bigger yeah, because yeah. you know, this, it didn't come in time. I was like, don't say that. Don't make excuses. And I didn't only to the one person who delivered the box to me. I, mm-hmm. I did mention it to her, but the other girls, I didn't tell them because I'm like, they saw it as perfection, and to me, I was just like, "Oh, it could have been a little bit bigger." And I you feel, know, I feel the same way. I yeah, agree. when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I love it, but I, I, it's not perfect to me. But they, when they saw it, it was you couldn't get no better than that. So I have to remember that they're not going to see what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, so it needs to be. You know, obviously, you got to be proud of it, but don't give up on it because it'll be perfect to somebody else, but it may not be perfection to yourself.
0: And that's the where the confidence comes in. Yeah, because you could. You can complain, oh, or, yeah. or or uh, again, like you said, make like excuses about exactly. Hey y'all, the reason why it's not like, and yeah. they don't even see nothing. They don't see it, but you see it
3: exactly. And
0: that's I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. That level of insecurity where they're like, yeah. they apologize for oh, something. yes, oh that you don't God. even see. You like, even see it. hey, w- w- this was perfect to me. It's like exactly. Yeah, but it's not this. Like, look, some people are that low confidence low confident when they. Keep beating themselves up when mm-hmm. someone's like, "No, this is great." great like, yeah. "No, it sucks." And it's like, "Come on now." Exactly. have it sometimes when people do it, kind of they want to just get free praise. <laughs> they're
3: free, yeah, that free praise. <laughs> I ain't the one to give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they be like, I, "Look, I'm gonna say it one or two times, and that's it. I ain't gonna keep praising you if you don't believe
0: me. Then we moving on." Yeah, because some people are like, "No, man, hey." They sit them down, have a mm-hmm. talk with them. Like, "You're smart, and you're these." Like, "Man, thank you." It's like, yeah, "You ain't needed all that." No, you really didn't. Stop being a victim. <laughs> Going through all this, you know? Stop being a victim. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring it's up so some other funny. topics. Some some other stuff that was a okay. little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> the whole Cardi B and... Offset. Offset right? divorcing.
3: Okay. So what is that about? Because I don't think I read anything that said why. I, I mean, I have my own assumptions, but... What
0: are your assumptions?
3: Well, I mean, he cheated on her before. So I'm assuming that kind of happened again. Maybe he... Had like a whole relationship outside of their marriage. It has to be something so serious to get a divorce.
0: You know what I think it is? What? Okay. I don't know if you remember this, but when they did get together Mm -hmm. and I said, I don't think it's going to last longer than this. You did say that. Yeah. And I think I gave it like a year.
3: You did say that. I do remember. And
0: this, I think, almost to the day, (laughs) I think it's almost exactly to the point where I I said, I feel like it's not going to... And it's not... See, this happens also in business where I see some people set things up Mm -hmm. and I just look and I already do the math on certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not even my opinion. It's literally I just see it. Mm -hmm. And when you look at two people, you have to understand compatibility. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like they didn't have the compatibility Mm -hmm. necessary for them to because her background is, you know, something that is uh very aggressive yeah you know and he has you know his background Mm -hmm. and they bring it together don't really know each other but yet they started doing things like rushing to things you know rushing to say i love you rush rushing to the tattoos rushing to the marriage rushing to the baby yeah and when you see that when i when i when i started seeing a rush Mm -hmm. where they weren't even getting to know each other yeah and i'm like how could it last because the people who do stuff like that mm-hmm. are people who aren't even really compatible. Yeah. They don't really want to have those discussions mm-hmm. or get to know each other because if we don't do it while we're lusting and have all this heat under, right, you know, under right. each other right now, I might we might never do it. That's true. So I, always, I look at it, I'm like, okay, because I see it in it doesn't have to be celebrity. Yeah. It could be anybody where-
3: You're good at reading people though.
0: Because some people, look, <laughs> you I, I say this, remember- when, whatever you do, mm-hmm. if you're insecure about something, whatever you do to hide it exposes it shows. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just see what they're what they're trying to hide. Exactly. And then you can see it in their behavior.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when they do this type of behavior, which is very toxic behavior, mm-hmm. rushing and like think about it, when at your at your job that you've ever had mm-hmm. or anything that something that was rushed came out the way it was supposed to. Exactly. You know, it's very rare that when you rush, it's good because a even if it did come out right, you're stressed and it wasn't worth it. Right. Right. You know, or something wasn't done correctly and you mm-hmm. knew I should just slow down. But right. yet someone was rushing me. No one really wants to rush. Right. So when people, two people come together and actively rush, I'm like, Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's something, this is more about their ego. This is more about I see. um them trying to um, signal mm-hmm. that we have what this other couple has <clears throat> or anything like that. I'm right. like, you could have just, Took your time. Not not rush. But see, again, some people is not rushing. Some people know. Mm-hmm.
4: That's you true. Know? That
0: some people true. know early and they do all the things necessary. Take all the steps. Right. You know, and it gets to a point to where now they're extremely happy, married mm-hmm. 80 years. Right, exactly. And they only knew each other for two weeks. No, you know?
3: that's true. I actually have a friend who, um, I want to say she's been married coming up maybe two years, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they... Dated for a little bit, maybe like a month, two months, and then got engaged, got married. Yeah, all within a year of knowing each Mm -hmm. other. And, you know, I don't, they're very, I feel like they're very compatible.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing about it, the compatibility. Mm -hmm. And, because like when you're at work and someone's like rushing you, sometimes they don't have to rush because you're so good at what you're doing and you know what you're doing at that particular thing. that It's just right. You get it out right and they're like, wow, that was fast. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like compatibility. When you know. Yeah, it doesn't take very long. You just do the necessary things and it doesn't look like rushing.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, to
0: some people who look at it, it's like, oh, they're they're going too fast and all that. But some people just know. They just know. And mm-hmm. some people don't. That's why it's like you have to be able to read those those signals. And I knew within like Cardi and Offset. Yeah. Just the the compatibility alone. It, to me, it, it wasn't there right. based on what they're, you know, what they're doing to rush. So,
3: man. So she filed for divorce.
0: Yeah, she filed. Wow. Yeah, and that's like it
3: sucks because they have a child, you know.
0: Yeah,
3: it sucks when you have kids and and you have to do the whole divorce thing.
0: Yeah, and they look good together too. They do. They look really good. Yeah, I was actually rooting for him. Yeah, even though the signals <laughs> and the flags were there, you know, even though even though the signals and the flags <laughs> oh, were there. God. Yeah, you were rooting for him. I was still rooting for him because you know, um, she works hard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she spoils him. I mean, even for his birthday. This is another part where I didn't understand either. Uh-oh. This is toxic too. Yeah. Where like he went to the fridge mm-hmm. and then she pulled out a big plate. I think it was like $500,000. She gave him a plate. Of money. Of money. And she's like, happy birthday. And he's like, Whoa, what, what is it? And she's like, count it. And he's like, oh, is this? And they said, man, you give me $500,000, you man Like, like, and this I is, don't understand this though. is like a year ago. Yeah. And, you know, um, and then for like her birthday, he bought her like, I think they had like matching Rolls Royces or something like that. Yeah. Where you can even see when he bought the daughter that big purse or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the
3: Birkin or whatever. Yeah, the
0: Birkin where you could see a lot of ego.
3: Yeah, exactly. You Why know what I mean? Why
0: would you buy, what, a two-year-old a Birkin <laughs> bag? I was just like,
3: see, that's what happens when you just give people money. They, I don't know, they don't know <laughs> what to do with it. I'm like... A Birkin bag, seriously, a Birkin bag and the way she was holding it, she just threw it back. Style, I want that. Like, <laughs> give my baby doll. That's what she want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A Birkin bag. That's crazy. And As I
0: said, sometimes I see ego in people's kids. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, it's your choice if you want. If you want your son to have earrings and all that, yeah. But when you take your your son, you know, to go get get his ears, ears pierced,
3: yeah,
0: at two months old or something like that
3: right right
0: that's not his choice that's your choice yeah
3: exactly you know and
0: you could see that oh i just want him to be able to like you're making that priority for him Mm -hmm. you know to where he needs to get his ears pierced he needs to have gucci you know baby shoes and baby socks and all this kind of stuff you're like all all i see i don't see like a well-dressed kid i see ego ego
3: yeah, and it's funny because we see that a lot in All our store. All the story. time. You know, little All boys who I think are girls because both of their ears appears. They got the necklace. They got the bracelet. All the drip. And I'm just like, he can't even walk yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, his outfit costs more than my outfit, and he can't even walk. It's crazy, but it's That's you're right. It's yeah. ego and when and the I parents.
0: See, yeah, yeah, you see the ego. You're like, I don't know if someone could... Because, you know, it's hard to survive big egos. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm starting to see this, which it might be another combo, but I'm starting to see this around where okay usually they they attribute men with egos
3: yeah that's true
0: okay but now when people are talking about how women are becoming a little bit more masculine in certain ways Mm -hmm. with how they're doing business and things like that that always were more male dominated Mm -hmm. okay now it's almost where like women are having egos
3: i could see that too you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and
0: i don't know how that mixes up
3: oh I with see. like
0: women trying to get what they want out of a man, of a man yeah when men are usually the ones who were considered the, the, the uh the ego carriers yeah, exactly. you know what I mean mm-hmm. where you know you do something to them to emasculate it and then they feel a certain type of way because yeah. men's egos usually are very high mm-hmm. and then women you don't really hear oh yeah she got a big ego you never yeah. really hear that no you don't but you now don't. you're starting to see women actually have these egos mm-hmm. and they're not and I feel like that might be the male trait. Mm. That is una- like it's is unattractive. Yeah, like they don't attract each other because if a man has an ego and a woman has an ego, it won't work. Yeah, how could it work? That because, would be
3: like what is it type? Not type A.
0: Yeah, like yeah, like I think it's um, what
3: is it like A B personality? Alpha, oh, yeah, alpha. alpha personality. Yeah, two alphas. Two it's, alphas it's the same thing. Yeah. Two
0: alphas is very difficult for them to work. There's no yin and yang. Yeah, it's like yang and yang, yin, mm-hmm. yin and yin, mm-hmm. and you're like it can't it can't be that. It yeah. has to balance out, and right. that, that I feel like a lot of that has to do with ego mm-hmm. I mean, now mind you it's not all you know all the people who don't get what they want out right, of it, but right. i know that that is probably there's a book um called ego is the enemy okay you know um and i read that one and it's a lot it talks about that too like mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons why people have downfalls or go into depression or just have issues in general a lot of it has to do with their personal ego
4: mm. so
0: whenever you develop uh, just a unhealthy ego about something it can't survive in anything yeah you know what i mean because either you're too braggadocious when you're here no one mm-hmm. wants to be around you or right, you're too exactly. desperate over here and no one wants to like be tied down to you you know you being clingy or whatever it might be mm-hmm. that's just imbalanced or unhealthy about what yeah. you do you know so Ooh, it's i weird. know a
3: few people like that <laughs> why can't we just all be humbled
0: yeah you know yeah
3: just be chill man just live life
0: i wish i mean that's like that's one of those things where <sighs> I'm like, why can't we just be humble about things?
3: See, but I feel like maybe because, you know, my upbringing in New Orleans, I feel like a lot of people in New Orleans are very humble. Like, we don't care about hardly anything. We mm-hmm. just be chilling. Like, that's just how we live life. We're so carefree. We're just so relaxed. It is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. But then, you know, I moved to Texas and it's like, it's this is a different ball game out here, you know? It's yeah. all about what you got, you know, what you're showing off. You know all that stuff, so I'm just. You like, think it's a Texas thing? You think it's a Texas? No, thing? No, not a. Te- it's not a Texas thing. But you see it. But I see it in Texas <laughs> 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 because I live here. I do see the competitive competitiveness, whatever the word yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, People competing. Look, <laughs> I do see it a lot, but in New Orleans, it's not like that at all. Everybody's just real chill, and you know it's just everybody's just comfortable. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it is. So I
0: know. have um, I have a word that um, I really like.
3: You always like your words, yeah. Which one is this one?
0: Because it's easy. I like the simple, easy, smooth, (laughs) easy ones. Like one of them. This one's cogent.
3: Cogent.
0: Yeah, yeah. C o g e n t. Cogent.
3: Oh, cogent. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when you when you um, show somebody something, or when you are given an idea, or telling somebody something, Mm -hmm. you strive for cogency, which is clarity, Mm -hmm. and it it you know both having to be. Clear okay. and convincing.
4: Oh, That's okay, being so okay. when a
0: message is cogent. Yeah, it means it's clear and, and convincing. convincing. Gotcha. You gotcha. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you look at like this is a good example, you look at Joe Biden.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: His speeches aren't very cogent.
3: <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, because you have to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that to get people to not only be inspired by what you say, but to listen and yeah. believe in what you're saying. Exactly. And for it to be convincing, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a whole. There's a whole um, what you call formula to it. Yeah, and then you have um, Trump,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: who his messages are very cogent. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Very convincing because he could say the things that are logical in what he's explaining, or or illogical in what others are doing. You know, this
3: is this is what I'm afraid of.
0: But you see what I'm saying? That's (laughs) why certain people have ways of cutting through their message because their Mm -hmm. messages are very cogent, right? And some people just don't have cogency in what they're actually saying mm-hmm. and they don't understand that things need to be both clear
3: mm-hmm.
0: simple clear mm-hmm. and convincing
3: makes sense for it to be
0: cogent and when you have that people will listen to anything you have to say
3: okay i like that that's pretty good right yeah it is a good cogent. word cogent
0: Cogent. Like that. <laughs> yeah that's a I good like one that. well um anything else you want to share because you just like a few things i want to talk about but really? i'm like i think we're
3: i know because we talk way too long
0: i think we're in too deep
3: i know <laughs> maybe we could do like a part two or something
0: yeah, there's maybe I should just say it. maybe it's what time we have because I got to get the
3: boys right now. Oh, nope, nope. All right. So guess we'll talk to y'all next week. Man, <laughs> that
0: was um, that was incredible, though.
3: Yeah, it was good. Yeah,
0: I enjoyed that one.
3: We always have great conversations. Mm-hmm. We love talking to you guys and questions, questions, send us
0: questions. We love questions. Yeah, yeah. We love it. And let us know what's on your mind.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's good talking to y'all. Yeah, and we'll see y'all later. Peace, Peace out. Peace. stay strong and be happy peace out